in your ears music showcasing under the radar music yes everybody welcome back to on our radar i'm louis duckers and tonight we've got a very special guest on the show and as rock and roll interviews go this is coming straight out of a service station somewhere in the uk brand new single everybody's saying thursday is the weekend is literally dropped and he's hot right now we've got the very special guest it's johnny took from the dmas johnny how you doing man i'm great man great just uh traveling my way up onto uh into manchester into manchester yes my hometown <laughs> there you go very cool so we've got lots to chat about uh new album details have literally just been announced uh uk tour and First of all, you've literally just got off the road with Kasabian on their European tour. Tell me about that. How was it, man? It was great, dude. Um, uh, I think we did about eight dates. And, um, and yeah, the uh, people came down early. You know, uh, uh, the gigs are great. The response was great. And, um, you know, we haven't spent that much time in Europe. So to get over there and, and, you know, and play with a band that we've looked up to since we were kids, that was awesome, you know. And they played great every night. And, and they were super cool as well. So it was great. Awesome. Yeah, I did see some footage actually on Instagram. Uh, I saw bits of the Brussels and bits of the Milan gigs. And yeah, it looked like it was going off. Yeah, dude. It's a great, great vibe out there. They did this. Um, they went in uh, from You're In Love With The Psycho and joined it into a, um, a Daft Punk One More Time cover. Oh, yes. Really, really yes. Sick. Yeah, love that. Man, Sergio, Sergio knows exactly where it's at, and he did that mixture between dance with guitars, those elements. Sergio just nailed it. 100%. Yeah, it's so good. So I'm talking to a rock star. I want to know what rock stars are for breakfast. So you've just been on tour. You've come over from Australia. Obviously, if you were in England, we've got the full English breakfast that you could have as a luxury, but what kind of uh, breakfast were you treating to yourself to out in Europe? Oh, mate, it's the same every day, I think. It's like, um, just like ham and cheese and <laughs> Going like full that. on continental. Well, yeah, I, I eat a lot of um, Asian food when I'm in Australia. So I was, um, I was kind of, everything kind of has bread in it in, um, when I'm in Europe. But I was, um, look for, I was excited to get back to, um, to London so I could eat some Szechuan, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, some Szechuan, nice. So we've just heard this week album number four details literally just dropped how many dreams and the on sale date in the uk is the end of march we've heard the first two tunes from the album i don't need to hide and everybody's saying that thursday is the weekend tell us what can because the two tunes we've heard so far the the quite there's quite a contrast there what else what can we fans expect when the album drops man i guess it's a um it's a mix between uh i guess like dance rock rock you know like our more classic dmas kind of rock stuff yeah um there's a couple of pop tunes in there um and then there's a couple of dance tunes in there which we've gone like really like for hard on the dance you know what i mean like we kind of like if we're going to make a rock and roll tune we'll make a proper rock and roll tune if we're going to make a dance tune we're not going to shy back on on any of the um the facets of that genre you know there's a couple where we've kind of blended them which is cool and they're probably my some of my favorite but um but yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff man you know um we always like to throw in a few different things here and there and 
we always like changing up the vibes from album to album. It keeps us on our toes, keeps us interested in what we're writing. Yeah, I can tell that like with the two tunes we've heard so far, and we're gonna we're gonna get stuck into the latest single from the album now. And I'm loving Tommy's repping the yellow Newell's culture top in a vid as well, man, up the indie. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> but we're gonna hear it now. So Thursday, everybody's saying that Thursday is a weekend, and it's over to you to introduce it, dude. Hey guys, it's Johnny from DMAs, and you're listening to our new single, Everybody's Saying Thursday's the Weekend. that tune and in the video you're all sort of around the campfire a little bit of a festival vibe all outside in australia the caravan and them dance elements are just seeping through under the surface yeah 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 i don't think you can tell sometimes but i think it was kind of meant to be like a bit of a kick on that vibe on like a farm in australia or something like that you know 
So everybody's saying Thursday's the weekend and we've got a saying over here and it's like uh, Thirsty Thursdays. Do you, uh, do you guys get that as well in Australia? No, I don't, but I like it. I feel like <laughs> it's a funny thing. Like uh, when I said, because uh, I was speaking to my mate and on the phone and that's when I wrote the lyric down, you know, because he's like, do you want to come have a beer? And I was like, oh, what day is it? And he's like, oh, Thursday. And I was like, ah, oh, it's basically the weekend. And I feel like everyone has said that, you know, but I was yeah. like, I've never heard it in a bloody song. And I was like, it's time to write a song about it, you know? I like it, man. It's universal, isn't it? It's like Thursday, yes, you can crack I'm... your beard open. Don't feel guilty. Come on. Yeah, everyone's thought that. Everyone uses it as an excuse. It's good. <laughs> so then, the DMAs could host a party. You can even have it on a Thursday night if you want. And I want you to pick three guys from the music industry. Who would you, who would you invite to the party? They can be dead or alive, legends, or just somebody you've met. It's up to you and what you are drinking. Oh, does it have to be the music industry? Well, go on. I'll give you anybody. Go for that. Anyone inspirational. All right. Um, well, I'll maybe like, I, do you know who I would have loved to have met? Um, Heath Ledger. Oh, yes. What an absolute legend, man. That, yeah, I reckon he would have been a cool dude. That display in uh, The Dark Knight, that was just like when somebody eats the cinema screen in front of you, it was just... He personified that role. Yeah, 100%. And uh, who else? You know what? I'll throw him in there because I've partied with him a bunch of times and he's a good bloke and he's always been a, a legend. I'll chuck Liam Gallagher in there. Oh, man, always, what? Um, yes, every, yes, yes, yes. I've hung out with him a bunch of times and he's all, he's just, he's a funny dude. He loves music and he's, he's just always a good chat and he always brings the energy. So I love that. So we got Heath Ledger, Liam Gallagher, sat around the dinner table, one of you's are cooking, one of you's are pouring whatever you're drinking. Who's the final guest? Who's the final guest? I feel like I should pick someone from like the 1920s or something. You know what I mean? Just because like just to stir it up. Oh, you can you can throw Charlie Chaplin in there if you want. You can <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um oh, you know who? Do you know the singer-songwriter Lucinda Williams? Ah, right, yes, yes. Yeah, I chuck her in. Because I reckon she seems badass and she's one of my favourite songwriters and I'd just love to have a beer with her. I reckon that would be sick. Yeah, man, that's an epileptic mix. I like that. I want an invite to that party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, so you guys, you're in the UK now. We know that you're in a service station somewhere en route to a gig destination. So you've got Glasgow, London and Manchester all lined up. I see you've sold Manchester out actually as well. Yeah, man. I think they're all sold out, which is pretty cool. All sold out. Nice, nice. So, sold out. Yeah, it's a, it was always a good vibe for... going into a gig when it's sold out. Absolutely. So, we've got the three gigs now. We've got the gig, uh, the album outs next year. Are you popping back over in 2023 as well to uh, do some more gigs around the album release date? Oh, yeah, man. This is our second home. You know, we're going to be here heaps. Um, but I think uh, there's a whole bunch that are coming out. Uh, I think we're coming out in um, April next year. Good stuff. So, guys, you need to uh, keep checking the DMA socials and for uh, some more gig releases. And then um, let's talk about, I've, I've been watching this video as well, you know, um, the YouTube video. I think you did it for Triple J when you did the share cover, I uh, believe. And the views on that, like that has literally wrapped up. Is it something mental, like 11 million views? Like how did that feel? Like just doing that cover and then it's taken off into this own life of its own. Well, it was, it's pretty funny with something like that, man, because it was like, you know, it's a live performance. So 
you kind of like, and when we did it, like that Triple J like a version, it's quite big now. You know, it's really, um, it's a really popular segment. Um, and yeah, but when we did it, it wasn't that big and, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't kind of the beast that it is today. And so we kind of went in there and not really, we didn't really think about it. I remember Mason and I were living above a pub and we normally have had it. We had a buzzer to let us out the gate, but the gate wouldn't work. And then we just loaded the car with the guitars. And then we had to, you know, unpack the car and call an Uber. And then we went to Tommy's house and we played it and I was playing the wrong chords and like, it should have been a disaster, you know? And then we just <laughs> went in there and, we smashed it down a couple of times and then they picked, I think they picked the first version we did. And then it just goes online and it's just at the whim of the internet, you know? I love that, man. So, so you literally have to call an Uber uh, to get there. You're unpacking the car, you arrive in the studio <laughs> and then you smash it out the park. And now it's this beast with 11 million global views. Yeah, you know, it's funny like that, the way the world works. It certainly is. <laughs> So I also read somewhere that you guys, you like a little bit of the Premier League and you're a Chelsea fan, Johnny, and Tommy's an Everton fan. Explain to us guys over here in the UK what it was like growing up from afar in Australia, watching the Premier League. Uh, well, I'm sure everyone's household is different. But for me, it was basically, you know, because of, uh, of the time difference, the games were quite often on kind of like anywhere between... 11 o'clock and like three o'clock in the morning. Oh, right. So yeah, of course you got that, that aspect of it. So like yeah, a, a Saturday night. Right. So yeah, Saturday night, 11 o'clock at that's night. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's normally one o'clock in the morning. And uh, my memories of it was my old man screaming at the, at the uh, television set, you know, <laughs> and me sitting that. in my, um, my oversized uh, cause Chelsea Jersey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so your uh, your team then they've got a new manager now and he's uh, he's a top manager but he's sort of had a little bit of a transformation and he since he's been appointed as Chelsea manager he looks like a Bond villain rather than a geography teacher these days <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess he does <laughs> to be honest um, Tommy's the big the big soccer fan I'm um, I um, I will always be a Chelsea fan because by blood you know and and I and I do love it but. My knowledge of the game isn't as um, as in depth as Tommy. He's and he's an Evertonian. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a proper bona fide scouser, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to the game tomorrow. Actually, oh, is he actually? Wow, nice. So, I ask this question when I speak to anybody that I speak to, and it's um, it's subjective, I know. But if you could go back and watch any legendary gig in history, who would you choose? Uh, it's probably a bit cliche, but it would be uh, the last waltz. Oh, nice! Yes, I'm a massive fan of of the band, and you know Dylan, Journey Mitchell, and this is too many legends to um, to let that, that one go. You know, that's a special one, to be honest. And talking about legendary gigs, one of your famous gigs live at Brixton, it was made into a live album. And what were your memories of the stage that night? Well, firstly. I remember when we supported the Cortinas there, one of our first gigs in London, and I was and I was thinking about how I remember wanting to play that venue one day, and I was kind of it was a little bit surreal that we were on the stage and doing it. I can imagine, man. The um, uh, the Cortinas actually they're from Manchester and not too far down the road, a little town called Middleton, and 
when I was in school, my maths teacher was actually their lead singer's dad. And I didn't know this at the time because they weren't famous. <laughs> it was only years later that I found out when I went to see him at Heaton Park. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> well, to play us out tonight, I'm going to take us back 2018. And this song, it's, it's such a special song. It floored me when I first heard it. I think it's like, in general, one of the best songs of the last five years. It's um, it's in the air, and I just want you to tell us about coming up with that song in the studio. Oh, um, well, the song itself was written really quickly. I wrote it on the um, piano at my parents' place, you know, and, I, and I'd been sitting on it for a few years. But it wasn't until we got into the studio, you know, that when Mason wrote the riff, which is super important, and, and, um, and Tommy put his own inflections on the on the song and he wrote the outro, which is one of my favorite parts of the song. And, you know, that's the way that DMAs works. One of us will come with an idea and then we'll bring it into the studio. And then it's when the three of us get our hands on it is when it really becomes special. I love that. So do you often find then that who comes up with the idea in the first place, it then when the other two guys get involved, it can take a completely different direction. hundred percent. I love that. Top man for coming on Johnny and guys, you got to, Pre-order the album. It's available to pre-order now. Keep your eye on the DMA socials because there's going to be fresh tour dates dropping next year. If you're lucky enough to get a ticket, to have a ticket to these three sellout dates in the UK, then they are going to be very special nights indeed. And Johnny, it is over to you to introduce the last track. Hey guys, it's Johnny from DMAs and you're listening to uh, a beautiful song off our second record for now and it's called In The Air. Who's been fooling my emotions? There's nothing you can say, even if you're game enough. Cause I've been Maybe we can change it up I can't say Where will I be when the world stops shaking? I can't stay Where will I be when my heart's still breaking? It's in the air something in the way she drifts up there Something in the way 
Sleeps up there 